Here we go. Continuing with Perakov Gimel. Davracher. Mitoch hasne. Remez. Ramos lo. Sheyich ye mea vesim shano. Kiminin hasne. So sne is the numerical value. Samach is 60. Nun is 50. That's 110. And then you get the two hays. That's 10 more. That's 120. So that's the. Numerical value, 120. mod. This is an unbelievable illusion over here. Ki haya nigla alav bisne. It was appropriate that Hashem should reveal himself to Moshe Beinu from a from a bush. Good morning, Noah. Good morning. Are you at the call? Sorry? Are you at the call? Where else would I be? Wonderful. Uh, right. Um, okay, so... Sorry, I just lost my spot. How did that happen? Here we go. Okay. So why is it appropriate? It's a very dry, it's a dry... Um, wood, uh, uh, thorn bush, doesn't have moisture to it. Vuhu yavesh tam, it's always dry. Avagav shehu omed alamayim. Even if it were to be growing right next to a riverbank, so it should be very, very lush. Hu yavesh mufshet minamayim. It's something that's separate from water. Remember Moshe Rabbeinu's name, right? Shehaya Nikra Moshe, Al Shem Shehaya Misulak Umuvdal Minamayim. She Mishi, right? That Paro's daughter called him Moshe because Mishi Sihu Bimayim. I drew him out of the water. Kemoshi is Bayalamala. We spoke about back there that Moshe Rabbeinu's ultimate demise is also through water, right? And that's because. Water is physicality, and Moshe Rabbeinu was a person separated from that. Ein Sham. So Moshe and the Sne. Moshe lived the same amount of time that the numerical value of the sne. Now, obviously, it means a person who, the more a person is tied into physicality, the quicker he's going to fade out of this world. In fact, Rav Tzodok, um, in uh, Orzerul Sadiq, so he says that 
the, the reason why everyone dies is because they have some sort of a connection to Taivas of Olomazeh, that's the poison of the Nachesh that exists inside of Olos, the desire, the seduction for, for Taivas of Olomazeh. And since those are passing, so a person is passing also. So a person also passes away. That's, that's the death that Hashem warned us about. So the more a person is tied into Taiva, into water, more connected to that, the faster they pass. So you have a very lush, green, you know, the, probably the lushest, greenest thing we can think of as what? Is grass or weeds, right? They, they look so full of life. Those wilt and die very quickly, right? But a thorn bush, which is very dry, so there's not much, you know, it just kind of just stands there for a very long time. I'd be interested to know if actually thorn bushes live longer than other similar similar plants. But that's the svar over here, that Moshe Rabbeinu lived 120 years because he was separate from physicality. And the thorn bush is a symbol for that. Okay, continuing to the next paragraph. V'yemei chayei Moshe, hei morim, al etz amadregas Moshe. So the 120 years, not just a coincidence. Oh, Moshe happened to live the 120 years. Uh, you know, he also had a, um, you know, his address growing up was on this street. No, that wasn't, it's 120 years is a very significant thing. Um, it has to do with speaking about Moshe Rabbeinu. Shehu Moshe Minamayim. He's a person who's been pulled out of water. V'davarzeh, Ramza HaTorah. The Torah alluded to this. Kasher Nasna Arichas Zman Elamabul. Shaloyu Govrim Hayamim Bizchus Moshe. Govrim Amayim, I apologize. Amayim Bizchus Moshe. So during the time of the Mabul, yeah, the, the water should be, the, uh, should, should not um, overpower humanity there. Is an allusion to Moshe Rabbeinu, Shehu Moshui Minamayim. He is a person who's been drawn out of water, like the Maharal explained earlier. Bishagam Hubasar, Vehayu Yamov Meavesim, and Bishagam is the Bishagam. The Gemara in Hulun, I believe, says Bishagam is. Uh, same as Moshe, right? The base and the gimel combine to make a hay, and then so you've got the mem, the shin, and the now the hay, the combination of the base and the gimel. That's an allusion to Moshe Rabbeinu right there. Bishagam is osios Moshe. So that and that's the pasuk that Hashem kind of consoled himself with and uh, did not completely. Um, destroy the wa- the world with water forever, because Hashem consoled himself, said, Bishikamu Basar, and the man lives 120 years, and it's an allusion to Moshe Rabbeinu, which means Moshe Rabbeinu was the consoling factor 
in in Hashem's being sad, humanity is going down the wrong way. Right? Kemisper Kuf Chaf 120, who Kemisper Katan Yud Base. It's right if you take out the the zero, so you get twelve. Vuhu Kemisper Zeh. Shehu Shem Moshe. Meaning Moshe is also 12. Mem is 40, that's 4. Shin is 300, that's 3. He is 5, that's 5. 4, 3, 5 is 12. Kemoshe Neymar, Kizeh Moshe Haish. So, Zeh, V'shem Zeh, Yavo Al Haramuz. Zeh is always going at the thing I'm pointing at. Right, Ramuz, the thing that I'm pointing at. Sheyesh lo sura miyuchedes nevdelos. So something that's very noticeable, something that, I, that my attention is focused on. Vuhu milas Moshe. So that's Ze is telling me that he kind of stands out. He's noticeable from all the other nevroim, from all the other humanity. Moshe Rabbeinu, he's the Ze. That's the numerical value twelve. So 12 is the numerical value now of 120 years is the numer- uh, in, in this parkaton. It's the numerical value of Moshe in this parkaton. And it's the numerical value of Zeh. Okay, Zeh is the common denominator. Zeh is actually 12. Right? Um, 120 and Moshe, when you collapse them down, they become 12. Which means kind of the, the base... Line when you collapse down, when you boil the thing down, right? We live in a very reductionistic society, so misparkaton is when you reduce something, when you boil something down, so you're left with zeh, right? Zeh, if you if you want to say Moshe he's the one that stands out, he's the one that is noticeable. Vezehu hefechamayim. That's the opposite of what with water. You can't say zeh. It's all mime is always. A language of rabim. It's plural. There's which you point to water. You can't say zeh. You can't say this. There's no this. It's there's there are always many pieces of water. There's no one piece of water that stands by itself, right? Mayim is always many many pieces of water all together. It's the opposite of having any tzura, right? Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu is a zeh. He's a standalone. He's a concept, it's a concept, you, you understand what, what Moshe is, where Moshe is not. He has a tzura, he has a definition and a, and a purpose. That's the opposite of water. She'ein lehem tzura miyuchedes, and the Maral other places explains that's why it is always plural. Moshe is always called an ish, by the way, uh, right? And ish comes from a language of ish. Ish is always singular, the, the opposite of... Uh, of water, right? We have one fire. The so maybe we can add, like, on a mathematical level, a, a cube has um, twelve edges. That that's the tzura of the cube. He gives form to the space inside. That would that would be the that would be the uh-huh, very yeah could be. I have to check that, but that sounds like it might be very good. The davar is buyer lamala 
בפרוקים פעמים הרבה, אין שם, וכן הסנה שהוא מופשט מן המים, it's something that is very much devoid of water, it's very dry, so it's מספר is 120, ואתה תבין הדבורים אשר נזבירו, ותמצא טעמים נפלויים ועמוקים מאוד מאוד. אוקיי, אביג אישר כוייך to everyone, and finishing פרק כ"ג. אוקיי, here we go, פרק כ"ד. ויקרא אליו משה משה. So Hashem called out to משה, double language of משה משה, דיקטקו עוד שם, says the Midrash, למה אצל אברהם אברהם, so we got this coming up, אברהם אברהם, ואצל שמואל שמואל, תמיד יש הפסק בטעם בין שני שמש. There is a, there is a, um, the, Trop indicates to a person to pause. Avraham, Avraham. Shmuel, Shmuel. Whereas by Moshe, it just says Moshe, Moshe. No break. The Pirshub is Moshe la'adam sheyesh masalav. Vayikra b'mehirus ploni ploni parok me'alai hamasazah. A person has a huge burden and he calls out He calls out, Ari, Ari, quick, help me. Right? So, there, there's no break between them. Kach, Shibu Yishel Yisrael, Masal HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, too, the subjugation of Kalal Yisrael was a great burden on Hashem. Kaviyachal, if such a thing could be. Vikara Moshe Moshe. So, that's why he called out, without interruption, Moshe Moshe, Proka Masa Hazeh, Derek Mehirus, Bli Hefsek. So this indicates hurrying without any interruption. Okay, so obviously it works in the Moshal. Right, but what, so what does it mean in Nimshal? It means uh, Hashem is in very much of a hurry to get Klausel out of Mitzrayim. Pirush. Kol nevua Every prophecy that comes to a person. Lefima shahaisa hachrechis haisa bo bechazaku mihirus. The more forceful it is, the more fast it comes. For example, Yosef says to Paro, that the reason why he had a double dream is because Hashem was hurrying to make the thing happen. Remember that? So, that's, but that's a still a fairly mild thing. That was going to happen, um, you know, that was going to happen, but it was going to be still a little bit of a time away. Hashem is borach. Hashibud בחזקו במהירוס שהדבר הוא מוכרח וזה נכון. So he's saying here it's so powerful that to, to indicate that it says that Moshe Moshe to, to help convey how 
absolutely urgent the prophecy was. Vodam Rusham Al Kol Hanivim Hifsik Miladabri Mohim. Hashem would stop speaking with them. Hashem would speak to them and then afterwards have a break. Avalmi Moshe Lohifsik Hadibur Kol Yama. Moshe Rabbeinu never, never, never stopped speaking with Moshe till the last day he, he passed away. So that's so that's to indicate why there's no psik, why there's no comma, why there's no interruption in Moshe. Moshe was to allude to the fact that Moshe's nevuo would never stop. Pirubuze ki nivdal nevuos Moshe minevuos shar nevim. Nevuos Moshe is the nevuo of Moshe is different than all the other prophets. Ki kol hanevim. His dabkus gamor. They didn't have an absolute clinging to Hashem. Lefikach hefsek. So just like they didn't have an absolute connection to Hashem, so the prophecy would stop. They would have some, then they wouldn't have it. They were one foot in this world, one foot with Hashem, right? So the level to which a person is nizdabik in Hashem, that's the level to which. He is uh, he is receiving the nevuah from Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu, who was absolutely nizdabek at Hashem, so he stayed in a continual state of potential prophecy. Not that he was con- not that he was actually prophesizing every moment of his life. Henceforth, he wasn't, but uh, he was in a state where he could, like like we spoke about before. The Sifri says, Asher Yaludisha, when, um, who is it, Benot Slavchad, asked Moshe Rabbeinu about inheritance, and he says, stand here, and I'll find out, and I'll come back. Right, so, so the Sifri says, Asher Yaludisha, that Shemuvtach, lo, he's certain that he's going to go, he's going to ask, and he's going to get an answer. Right, so Moshe Rabbeinu was always in a state, like the Rambam, uh, brings that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu is different from all the other prophets, yeah, that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu could always have nevuah whenever he needed it. Aval Moshe Rabbeinu alav hashalom hayalo advekus gamur b'nevuaso lakach lo haya hefsek b'nevuaso lefikach Ksiv Moshe Moshe, Bli Hefsek, Mora Al Adibuk Hagamor. So again, now, instead of opposed to the previous one, the, the, the urgency of the prophecy, now it is that Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy is going to be something that's not going to have an interruption in it. Shemor Al Hashem Zeh Achar Zeh, the doubling up of the, ling- of the name indicates this, Bli Hefsek Al Dibuk Hayoser Gamor Vechazak. Obviously, whenever the Midrash is doing such things, right, it's giving many, many explanations. They're all going to be jumping around some central point, right? It's not that, well, it's to allude to this concept, and it's also allude to some other unrelated concept, and to allude to some other 
third totally unrelated concept. Hopefully we're going to pick up on a common thread between all these concepts that are being brought that's uh, that's so, so we're going we're gonna to try to keep an eye out for that. Okay, V'yesh Od Midrash Dorish Kol HaNeviyim Lo Hayu Muchanim Mitchilas Toldosim from the first day of their creation, they were not fit for their, their birth. They weren't immediately fit for prophecy. But then afterwards, eventually they became fit. So there's an interruption. So means there was Avraham, the early one, the first one who was a his father was an idol maker, right? And then afterwards, there, there's the Avram, the prophet. So, Avram, comma, Avram. Two separate Avrams. Moshe, mitchilos toldoso, hayamuchan lihios novi. But Moshe wasn't like that. From the very first day, he was already fit to be a prophet, or prepared to be a prophet. Um, like the Gemur and Sota Darshans, right? The Pasuk says, and Moshe Rabbeinu was born, and uh, Yochavit saw that he was good, right? So what does it mean that she saw he was good? So either like the light in the in the first day of creation, Vayar Lukim Esaor Kitov. So it's a it's a Gzer Shava Moshe Rabbeinu to light that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was born. The whole house was filled with light, or he was born Mahul, but. Uh, all these are coming to say that, that he was already born with a predisposition for prophecy. Vinyan ze gamkein pirusho kemosha marnu lamale ki kefal hashem mor lecha hadibuk hayoser lenevua. So when you double up the name, you're so you're showing that the person is absolutely connected to Nevoah, not just now, but even in the past. He was from the very first day already prepared for this. Kind of this was his destiny. And this is an important point. It's it's not that we don't believe that different people are you know, we don't think everyone's created equal. Right? Different people are made with drastically different predispositions. What we believe is that a person then afterwards has to live up to that and actually, you know, become become a person that he was meant to become. Right? But clearly, Moshe Rabbeinu is perhaps the most glaring example that of what a person was supposed to be. And you know, that, that he was uh, he was person that he you know, he was meant to be this, and but the chiddush is that he became that. That's that's it doesn't take away free will. But we're all we're all made differently, and every person has his own purpose in life. Aval nevim acherim sheyesh hefsek ben hashemus ein kol kach davuk. 
So, so they don't have that same closeness. So the moral is helping us to link up the two, the two midrashim. The one midrash is talking about dvekus. The other midrash is talking about whether you, the person was always fit for prophecy or became fit. He's saying it's the same thing. If you were always fit for prophecy, then the dvekus is going to be a very different dvekus than if you became fit. If you became fit, so it means it's not your essential nature. So that's not going to be the same level of closeness. Shekol kofel Hashem, mora al chozik or chizuk, hakriya umihiruseha, vezeyosu davaguvadei. I think he is tied in the first one as well. When Hashem was calling him quickly, right? V'mor alecha shelo nistalka hanevua o shemor alecha sheyamit chilas toldoso navi v'koze mipnei chozek hadibu. So Maral is trying to make a birech atichon and tie up all the Midrashim over here in one, and it's all called Dvekus to Hashem. So Moshe Rabbeinu was Nizdabek in the greatest way. He was Nizdabek in the way that he was already prepared for it from for all, from the first day he was born. He was Nizdabek that there was, he was always, a per, he stayed in a constant state of prophecy, or potential prophecy, that's why he had to be separated from Tzipporah. The, he was in a absolute dvekus. That's why the prophecy to him was with such a chosek and such a mehirus. That's all the midrashim are saying the same thing, just different facets of it. The name of something speaks to its definition. Shehi Hatsura. This is the defining factor. If I want, if I say the name, I'm trying. I encapsulate everything that is known about the person with that name. Vikasherhi, without actually having the person here. I mean, I say the name. I've got all the concept of the person without the physical person himself. To the extent that it is an absolute tzura without any physical inclination to it. Hashem Shalokafel. So then it's going to have a double name. Mora al tzura gmura. It's going to indicate an absolute tzura. Keshem shall other mora alamahus shehi hatsura veafshar shatsura mudbas. Okay, so this is uh, let's just take a little tiny pause over here. So we've discussed in the past the concept of um, of tsura mudba b'chomer tsura of nedalas min achomer. Correct. Okay. So, um, we have, we have, uh, I remember, actually, I believe, 
Anyway, um, the difference in seven and eight, right? People often ask, I don't, I don't get it. What's the tzura? Is the seven a tzura? Is the eight a tzura? What's the tzura? Right? Shabbos is a tzura for the week, but it's the seventh day. Who wants to answer that question? What's the tzura, the seven or the eight? No? No volunteers? Seven. Seven. Okay. So how come there's seven Canaanite nations? And how come we do the bris meal on the eighth day? And how come eight is from a language of Shmona, which is from Shemin and Shom and Hanukkah? We're going to be keeping eight days of Hanukkah and we're going to be lighting eight candles of Hanukkah. Because it's a surah, it's and a Homer. Oh, so you tell me that Shabbos is a tzura hamutba b'chomer like the Can- like the seven Canaanite nations, which represents the tzura hamutba b'chomer. It represents a tzura which is engrossed in physicality. Really, its only purpose is to service and augment the physicality. So the answer is a trick, right? Because Shabbos, everything about Shabbos has two. There's two sheep that are born. Right, the, the musaf is two. The Shnei Lechem, the Shamor V'Zachor, right? So the Shamor, that indeed takes is involved with the physicality. He's telling you, here's what you should do pertaining to work, right? But that's just a way to, to release you to get up to Zachor, which is eight. Yeah? So the point is there's two Tzuras, the Tzura of seven and the Tzura of eight. The Tzura of seven... Is just a definition of the physical object by itself. The Tzur of Eight is a greater purpose. What's it for, right? Not just what was the best that it could be, but what's it for? We've spoken about this analogy before, um, right? The, the the Queen of England one day was drunk and fell down, and her crown, um, you know, fell in the gutters, and one of the diamonds fell in the, in the sewers, right? So, uh, so they need to replace that big central diamond on the, on the, on the, on the crown, right? So they go to the diamond cutter, they say, here's a raw diamond, we just got this from South Africa, you, you, you don't know how many indigenous people we had to step on to get this thing, right? So, um, so please cut this for us. He says, okay, but listen, I'm the world expert in cutting diamonds, I'm telling you, this should be cut in a long princess shape cut. We get a lot more carrots this way, it's going to be much more clean. Right? They say, no, but, but it has to be round. That's the shape, that's the shape of the diamond and the crown. Right? So, one is a tzura mutpa b'chomer, is the best way that the, that the potential in this homer is going to be expressed is through cutting it long princess shape cut like this, right? Because that's the best way as far as the diamond is concerned, that's going to be the best. But the answer is, who cares, right? We have a greater purpose over here. We're trying to save the dignity of the queen. So that nobody should know about her behavior. Not, right? I'm not thinking about particularly this queen. Uh, here she's actually a nice lady. But I don't know if it's true or not. Okay. But um, but the point is that... Uh, that So there's, there's a constant struggle, right? Um, the economy will be better... If, if you do this, well, better means higher GDP, etc. Wonderful, that's very good. 
what are, what are people doing with all their money? Where are they directing it? What are they using it on? Oh, those things? That's not good, right? So, if you just want to make life down here as rich as possible, that's Surah Hamud Pabachomer. If you're saying that the wealth down here should be used towards Avodah Hashem, that's a Surah Hanav Delas Minachomer, right? So, the the Surah, we spoke about this also, Rabbi Yitzhak Haver, in his Drosh on Parshas Bereshis, speaks about that by everything being created, Hashem saw it was good. Everything is good. This is good. That's good. That's good. Then on the sixth day it says, Tov Me'od. When man is created, it's Tov Me'od. Everything now, Hashem saw everything He created. And it's all Tov Me'od, now that Adam is here. Why is it all Tov? Because it all gains a higher purpose. Cows are good, but cows are much better when they give milk to Noah Siegel to have coffee in the morning so he can learn Torah. Right? Um, chickens are good, but they're much better when they're served on as a Shabbos table. Right? So, that's that's the Tov, that's the Tov mode. Okay? So, so that's why so that's Moshe Rabbeinu having the two names, Moshe Moshe, so it's saying his his Tzura Hamut Babuchomer, and the Tzura Nedas Menachomer, both, and there's no separation between them, and it's all connected to Hashem. Okay, so let's 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 uh, let's read the Maral now. Let's see if he says that. Hashem shela Odamora alamahu so shehi hatzura veevsher shehatzura mutbas vekasher Hashem kaful mora mahus gamur. This is talking about not just the Tzura mutbas but the Tzura nevdeles umize tovim kol ma. Shadar Shuzal Al Kafal Hashem. He said, Now I just told you the secret. Now it's going to help you to understand all these Midrashim. Remember, I said when we started going through all these Midrashim, right? It's like, What's going on? Every, I got this explanation, I got this explanation, I got that explanation, I got that explanation for all these different explanations for the double name. And there's no, there's a central theme to all of it. Now we just have a diamond with many facets. So there are many different ways to look at it because are giving us insights into it. Because they're dancing around the the secret answer, it's not the way of Chazal to reveal the pnimius. So, but the morale is it's known that in his times there was already the beginning of the revelation of these things, either because of Eislas Oslashem Hifirut or Asecha. That's how the morale views it. Maybe others view it differently. That it's part of the divine plan, but either way, that's what the, the Zohar already said it a long time ago, that in the end of days, the inner aspects of the Torah are going to be revealed. Shebnei, Shehaya Moshe, Tzura Nevdelis, since Moshe represent, represents a transcendent definition of a person, Lohaya Shinui so that's why number one, he never had a, he never had um, a state of being in a prophecy and then not being in a prophecy of falling. Because one, there's two definitions to a person. There's on the one hand I'm a prophet, but on the other hand I'm a physical individual being. So sometimes, most of the time, I'm caught up down here. Sometimes I manage when I get into a nice meditative state and I get a musician to come and play for me. 
then I can transcend to a higher state, but then afterwards I fall back down to my modus operandi of being um, a physical person. Right? That's how we all are. Moshe Rabbeinu was able to, was, was someone who was defined as, he. that's all he was. He was a tour of Delos. He was a transcendent human. So Tzura Nevdelas has no; it doesn't change. It 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 just is. Tzura Mutba Bechomer is pulled and tugged by by physicality, right? You might have woken up today with the plans of serving Hashem Simcha, right, and being in, in His presence constantly. But then all of a sudden, someone steps on your toes. Oh, darn! Right, that's all. Wait, where did the Shvi Hashem Negdi Tamid go? Right. <laughs> as soon as the toe felt that that pressure on it, right, it distracted the mind, right? Somebody is mean to you, someone's aggressive to you, so it, it pulls us down. So the tzura hamut b'chomer is intertwined with chomer and is therefore constantly being pushed around by it. And so it's so hard to be a tzaddik, right? That's the definition of who I am when I'm in a deep, deep, true place. And I think about what is the purpose of life. Hopefully we can touch such a place. So there, there, a person is not impacted. Right? So that's, that's, how, that's where Moshe Rabbeinu lived on a definition level. Of course, even he, we do know that he got angry um, and... Chazal say that when a person gets angry, he loses his nevuah. So there were, we're not saying that Moshe Rabbeinu never erred, he never fell. This definition, this statement of Moshe Rabbeinu being in a constant state of nevuah, it means, doesn't mean he was in a constant state of nevuah. Every time he got angry, right, like um, the Gemara says, that when Neisrael came back from Milchemes Midian, right, so Moshe Rabbeinu got angry at them that they brought the women back. And he forgot a halacha. And, Allah, and, and it took uh, um, Allah, Allah's Rebbenar and Kohen to teach that halacha about Tvila's Kalim. Yeah? We're saying, def- that's, but Moshe Rabbeinu was a person who was in a, in a, generally speaking, in a state of constant dvekus and constant ability to have nevuah. Yeah. Is that clear, guys? Does that, does that make sense? What I said, what I just said. I, I just said a kasha and 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 said a terence. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. So anything which is nivdal is constant. and do not, and they don't have change. One plus one equals two. That is a cons- that's a tzura that's nevdos minachom. It's not because the uh, you know Ezra's mathematical models work better for in the business because one plus one. E- that's why one plus one equals two, so it'll make the business work better, right? One plus one equals two, even if it tells you the wrong, even if it tells you a bad answer that you don't want to hear. Kikoach humri humishtana. Something physical. It's always do. To Genesis and decay, it's it's uh, in the moral terms. It is bukoach. Bukoach means it can be pushed this way, it can be pushed that way, it can become this, but it can become that. 
It's a soft reality. It's a f- malleable, flexible reality. Moshe Rabbeinu's eyes did not dim, and his um, moisture did not leave him, the moisture of his flesh. Because his life was not deeply embedded into his physical body, so that's why he did not receive the weakness that other people get when they're when they age, when they're old, his life did not get sapped with the aging of the body. Means to say we understand that a person's vision and a person's moisture is something that the nefesh puts into the body. If the nefesh is deeply intertwined with the body, the nefesh will itself sap and weaken as the body ages. That wasn't the case with motion. Anything that's fundamentally entrenched in the body will be weakened as the body weakens. They, but powers that are not fundamentally a part of the body, they don't have to get weakness. For example, again, leaving disease to the side, disease is a different discussion, but a person's mental faculties, or a person's emotional faculties, right? Those do not have to get weakened as the person ages. So their person's eyes tend to get weakened. Person's um, moisture in their in their body tends to get weakened. But a person's mind and emotions don't have to get dulled whatsoever, right? Ravalyasha was a hundred and what? Six years old or something like this, right? Still passing into the last moment. Ravadi Yosef, Rav Shach, Ravar Leib Steinman. Yeah? So that's because these are not aspects that are that are inter- intertwined in the body. But Moshe Rabbeinu, even the things that usually are an expression of the body, but because... He was someone who was so not engrossed in physicality, so even uh, even that was able to be still stay fresh and and uh, vibrant. Okay, we will stop here.